I'm Addie Lowen. Here's your Steinbeck Online Daily News for Thursday, March 18th. On the way, you'll get more details on the Manitoba government considering the move to level orange or restricted level on the pandemic response system. Also, great news coming from the Stomach Credit Union annual general meeting last week. And even better news as a family who has been stuck in the hospital now for over two and a half months was finally able to celebrate Christmas at home. Let's begin with the big news from the president of Golden West. He is passing on the torch. With more, here's reporter Shannon Duick. After 45 years with the company, Lyndon Friesen has announced he is retiring. His son Carter will become president and chief operating officer. Carter says he is excited to continue the legacy. I've been lucky to grow up and and watch how Golden West has served communities for so many years and loved, loved, loved watching how Lyndon did that and, and led this group to do it. Lyndon says he will continue to work with Golden West as an advisor to Carter, but also plans to do more traveling with his wife, Bonnie, and keep fixing up old cars. Mostly continue to have fun. You know, for 45 years, that's all I've done is had a lot of fun. And so I'm just going to change the focus to have fun in other ways. When Lyndon started with Golden West, the company owned three radio stations. He says it was fun to watch how a small radio station could impact a community and provide the link, the communication, and the connection in that community. I'm Shannon Duick. And hundreds of hectares of land have been reduced to ash after the arm of Tashay's first massive wildfire of the season. Reporter Connor Gerbrandt has more. At 3.30 in the afternoon, a lady who felt her home was in jeopardy reported a raging wildfire just north of the community of Ross. Startled by the unexpected news, Municipal Fire Chief Alan Rouse says his crews responded accordingly. We responded with all our units from Landmark, St. Jen, and Lorette. And en route, we saw nothing but a wall of flame and smoke, and so we knew that we were going to encounter something special. Rouse says his squad's top priority was protecting the nearby homes. And, uh, that was our first goal and ultimate goal, and we achieved that. While the cause remains unknown, Rouse suspects the blaze was sparked by an ATV rider. He adds 1,500 hectares of land were burned during this fire. I'm Connor Gerbrandt. And a man from the arm of Alexander is presumed drowned after his ATV fell through the ice early this morning. PowerView RCMP received a report at approximately 1 o'clock this morning of an ATV attempting to cross the Winnipeg River, followed by calls for help. Officers immediately attended to the area, and as they approached the river in the arm of Alexander, they could hear the calls for help from a man who was in the water hanging onto the ice. The officers, along with a volunteer firefighter who lived close by, grabbed a life jacket and several rescue ropes and walked out onto the ice. As they attempted to reach the male, he began to struggle in the water, then he went under and did not resurface. The 42-year-old male from the arm of Alexander is presumed drowned. A second man, who is 37 years old from Great Falls, was on a separate ATV who also fell through the ice. However, he was able to pull himself out of the water and was treated for hypothermia. And Hanover firefighters have determined what started the fire at a farm near Pansy yesterday evening. According to Fire Chief Paul Weeb, a shop and several bales were entirely consumed by the fire, which began at around 4 o'clock in the afternoon. But the flames stopped short of the farmer's home. The house has some damage to the to the siding, but other than that, it's totally livable. Yeah, it's always a big plus when people don't have to lose their homes. After crews extinguished the blaze and investigated the scene, Weeb says they have found that the fire had escaped from a burn barrel and spread from there. Weeb estimates the fire caused roughly $50,000 in damage to the shop and property. And it seems the strike of Manitoba hydro workers has ended. 
at least for now. Reporter Connor Gerbrandt has the latest. Members of the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, including individuals from Steinbach, went on a rotating strike on March 9th, protesting the ongoing wage freeze and demanding pay increases at least equal to the cost of living. As noted by a spokesperson for Manitoba Hydro this morning, the union chose to seize strike action last night after they were presented with a final offer, one that the Crown Corporation believes is a fair compromise. The union, meanwhile, has committed to taking the proposal to its membership for a vote and has indicated they will be advising members to reject the offer. I'm Connor Gerbrandt. And the Steinbeck RCMP are looking for witnesses after an incident that took place late last week, an event which police describe only as an altercation between a male and female. It took place last Friday evening near Highway 52, just east of Steinbeck. According to the report, an elderly couple intervened partway through the exchange and drove the female home. RCMP are now looking to speak with that couple or any other witnesses to this occurrence. Anyone with additional details is asked to contact Steinbeck RCMP or Crime Stoppers. And the Manitoba government is now considering a move to the level orange, or restricted level, on the pandemic response system. With more, here's reporter Shannon Duick. Chief Provincial Public Health Officer Dr. Brand Rusin made that announcement Thursday morning. Manitobans are now being asked their opinion through the Engage Manitoba website, such as if changes should happen sooner or wait until after the Easter and Passover holidays. Possible changes include increasing outdoor gathering limits, uh, expanding capacity at retail stores, expanding capacity for religious services, uh, expanding indoor restaurant dining to include a household and their designated visitors, uh, allowing organized team games at indoor sporting facilities, uh, allowing youth to not wear a mask while taking part in indoor sporting activities such as hockey, soccer. Other changes include enabling indoor theaters, indoor concert halls, casino and gaming centers to open at limited capacity levels and removing the requirement to self-isolate for 14 days for interprovincial domestic travelers who travel for business reasons and do not have symptoms. Dr. Rusin notes public health officials are not considering changes to indoor or outdoor gathering sizes at personal residences at this time. I'm Shannon Duick. And now to today's COVID-19 case count numbers. Public health officials confirmed this morning there are 91 new cases of the virus in our province. Of those, six are in Southern Health, including one in Taché and one in the Rural East District. As well, another Manitoban with COVID-19 has died. The woman in her 60s lived in the Southern Health region, and her death is linked to the outbreak at the Portage District General Hospital. Public health officials also announced there are two cases of the UK variant of concern in Southern Health. And another Steinbeck Center has joined the fight against COVID-19 by actively administering vaccines. Over the next two days, Steinbeck Family Medical will be vaccinating people with pre-existing health conditions between the ages of 50 and 64. Feeling optimistic. I mean, I think we're really excited about the ability to give vaccines. Family physician Mark Dirksen says his center received 50 doses late last week and was easily able to find the number of people who wanted protection from the virus. As vaccine quantities remain low across the province, Dirksen says facilities like his own have been given a small supply of AstraZeneca drug to start out with. They've kind of told us that this is testing out their distribution system and then it allows the clinics and pharmacies to test out their processes to give the vaccine. Dirksen is unsure when the next shipment of doses will arrive in Steinbach, but says the fact that immunizations have begun is something to be celebrated. 
And the president and chief executive officer for the Stemmet Credit Union says they had an exceptional year in spite of the pandemic. With more, here's reporter Shannon Duick. Glenn Friesen says deposit accounts grew by over 8 percent and loans by more than 10 percent. As a result, the credit union is again able to return a bonus to its members. With our exceptional year, we're actually giving our our highest ever bonus away. We're giving back $10 million to our members and uh, half of it will go to people with savings and half of it will go to people with loans. Meanwhile, the board of directors has elected Maria Reimer as its new chair. Reimer, who practices law, was first elected to the board in 2015. I am the first woman uh, chair of the board of directors, um, which of course is symbolic um, and speaks to the Steinbeck Credit Union's adaptability and nimbleness as an organization. Bruce Panner will serve as first vice chair and Reg Panner as second vice chair. I'm Shannon Duick. And SRSS Sabres quarterback Sawyer Thiessen has announced he will be joining the University of Manitoba Bisons this upcoming football season. Thiessen says playing university-level football has been his dream for a while. I started playing football when I was seven, so fairly young age. Like, that was the youngest you could. Um, and about, I'd say even 12 or 13. Then, like, when I started to, like, you know, get past Adam, play peewee football, play 12-12, and it's kind of like, you know what, like, this would be a dream of mine, and I just loved the game so much and just was willing to work at it every day. And so I'd say about 12, 13, 14, in, in that range is when I really, really got looking forward to play another level besides high school. Tyson says he already knows what he will be doing with the football from his first touchdown. I'd be really tempted to give it to my dad, but I'd probably have to put in the case for myself. Yeah, my dad, he's done a lot for me. In football, like weekends, weekdays, weeknights, like everything. But um, I'd probably have to keep out, maybe give him the second one. And finally, for a family who has been stuck in the hospital now for over two and a half months, they were finally able to celebrate Christmas at home this past weekend. Reporter Connor Gerbrandt has the story. Since mid-December, Carrie Lynn Thiessen had been in hospital with her daughter Hallie as medical professionals attempted to resolve the young girl's ongoing digestive issues. We just got home on Friday, (laughs) which was why Christmas suddenly happened now. It's almost a little bit weird. It's like we've kind of forgotten what Illinois is at this point. While it felt good to finally exchange gifts with their kids and experience that holiday joy, she says it almost felt equally good to toss out the old Christmas tree, which had become quite a sore site. We waited about an hour after we did presents to finally say like, okay, tree is going right now. Hallie's health issues are far from over and Thiessen says they will be back in the hospital for testing in a few weeks time, but for now they will enjoy some rest. I'm Connor Gerbrandt. Find details on these stories and more, including photos, videos, and interviews on StandbackOnline.com. I'm Addie Lowen.